The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Talking Crazy, presented by Cocoa Puffs. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Help me! Help me! I'm going crazy! <laughs> Just kidding. I'm actually fine. But as an accredited helpologist with me help, I hear stuff like this all the time, and I can't wait to tell other people about it. You see, Back in the day, you had to get a license to become a therapist, a way for so-called professionals to gatekeep valuable mental health services. Enter MeHelp. Helpologists are fully accredited by the happy helpers and elation experts at MeHelp. Although this accreditation has absolutely no legal basis whatsoever, it's nice to have. And have it we do here on Talking Crazy presented by Cocoa Puffs. As always, I am joined by my co-host and longtime helpologist, Lefty Festus. How are you doing today, Dr. Festus? Well, I'm not really a doctor, so I don't want to have well, I figured uh, stick it'd be on fun. no titles or nothing like that or nothing. But I'm doing I mean, good, Jerome. Hi, hi, how you doing? Oh, uh, you know, I really can't complain at all. It's, it's good to be here. And obviously, with us today, our guest is new to helpology. We have Dr. Terry Fool. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing simply wonderful. I'm happy to be on here. I'm new to this whole podcasting thing, but, you know, let's talk therapy. It's pretty easy. Don't worry about it. You got the microphone in front of you just talking to that thing, and then you see the red button. The red button means it's kind of it's kind of going. Uh, so so is, this is all being recorded. Right yeah. now, we're recording it. We're not well, live, though. I want you to know that we're not live. Well, being thank a you, podcaster Lefty, is for... like being a, a helpologist where you don't need any experience or skills or accreditation really to do it, you know? Lefty just, just gave me kind of the it. rundown on this and reduced my anxiety about podcasting. It's almost like he's a professional. I am a professional. I'm, gl- I'm glad you asked. You know, like I, I don't have a lot of the fancy degrees a lot of people have. You know, but I, I I went to Universal Technical Institute. You know, I got graduated with an IP uh, with an IEP. You know, I went on to Missouri A and M where I got a degree in hard work. Uh, I came through here. I got accredited as a helpologist. I am also, if anybody needs a motivational speaker, I'm one of those. I go to high schools and pop off my leg, show it around, say, "You ain't got no problems. Look at this. I ain't got one leg. What are you bitching about?" You know, and I wrote a book about that as well. I don't mean to promote too much. I got a little nervous coming on here. Uh, you know, we just kind of started, you know, working with uh, me help to kind of get this podcast going. I just want to have a good first impression, you know? No, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, of course, am Dr. Jerome Baller. Of course, I'm not a real doctor, but it just feels it's comforting. You got a doctor aura. I, I, I often um, advise my clients, actually, to call themselves doctors if it makes them feel better about their lives, you know? And I practice what I preach. I am a doctor, but only by the way of dentistry. I was at a school in the Bahamas for about three months, and they give you your um, your medical diploma. Um, I'm not really allowed to practice anywhere, but I am a doctor. I was wondering about them newscaster teeth you got. You got those big veneers in there. Those look professionally done. I was wondering, hey, who is this fella talk to? I ain't never seen teeth. He, he, you, your teeth look like they should be paired with George Clooney in a tux. You looking great there, <laughs> Well, thank you. These are not veneers. These are my natural teeth. Oh, really? That's, in, that's even more impressive. They're so white. I feel like I got to put on sunglasses in here with you. I don't know if you guys want to share your journey of what led you to helpology, but um, for myself, it was basically that... After high school, I took about eight or nine gap years, uh, and then I decided I should do something with myself. So, you know, I got online and became a helpologist. Well, well uh, my my story ain't, ain't too different, uh, I guess. It's, uh, you know, I kind of lived like a normal life that a lot of people do around here. I'm a very country feller down here in uh, uh, Fester, Missouri. And I've uh, uh, been enjoying it, lived here my whole life. And, uh, you know, things kind of changed for me when... I lost my leg to old age at the age of 33. Uh, just f- fell right off oh, one sounds day. Sounds like you lost was, your leg to young age. Uh, well, you know, I don't know how much time I have left. And things move differently. I'm I paying for maybe some of the fun I had when I was younger. But uh, yeah, I was just watching Family Feud and the leg just fell right off. It's just like I didn't sense a break or nothing. It just I look over, it's on the ground, no blood, just kind of a clean lump. And, uh, well, that's when I realized I should probably get my life together, you know. Went ahead and got my uh, degree, got a, a certified in helpology, and I wrote a book. You know, it's called uh, I Have One Leg, 
what are you bitching about? College and virginity stuff? Get the F out of here. Come on now. Enough of that nonsense. I was uh, published by Penguin Books. And it's been, you know, that was the title. Really, yeah, that was a whole title. It was a long one. But, uh, you know, the thing is, I made sure that the book was a little wider. So uh, it could fit on all the pages. Really catches, uh, really catches the eyes. I'm sure. <laughs> I've yeah. actually, I've actually not read any books in about ten years. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Uh, my journey as becoming a therapist, you know, I don't like to really call myself that. I mean, I kind of sort of look at life as therapy. So I think the universe is a therapist in a sense. But I really decided to get into this because there is a time when I was just so sad. Have you guys ever felt just sad? Not really, but that's why I'm so good at this job is that I'm impartial. I'm not biased, you know, because I I don't feel... Well, that's not really what I'm saying. Well, what? how have you never felt sad? I'm sure you've felt sad before. You never bet on a football game or something? Well, I always win, usually. Or when I don't win, it's it's okay, you know, because I'll win the next time. What about when you like wa- watch wrestling or something, and the guy you like don't win? Well, he'll and get some next other time. guys, and you know those guys that win, the bad guys, they'll wear like the black leather jackets, and they got like sunglasses and like the hot girl on their arm, and they're like, you know, they just beat the guy I like, and so that would make sometimes I get pretty riled up from that. Maybe have you ever felt that feeling? Well, when I was like seven, I was choosing who's my favorite basketball team going to be: the Harlem Globetrotters or the Washington Generals. And I was lucky I chose the Globetrotters because they just kept on winning. You know, I kind of feel that way about life where, you know what? It's not so bad. You just keep on having easy successes? Yeah. Well, not successes, I wouldn't say, because I've never had a job. But um, I would say that a lot of my clients seem to be kind of like Washington Generals fans. You know, they're always complaining about something out there. Oh, so you think like the, the key to mental health is to just not have anything bad happen? Yeah, it's bo- mostly to have the right opinions, I think. Oh, if your opinions well, are right, like you pick the right team. Well, we and know stuff, the world is the not right in our the world is not in our control, which gives a lot of people anxiety. So, how would you counter things that are beyond your control that might upset you or feel anxious or even sad? Well, I think you should just have fun. So, instead of feeling sad or anxious or angry or grief when someone you know dies, you should just have fun instead. Try well, thinking of like dies, a cool memory I, or something. Like a, you, when you saw like a dog or something in like a Burger King and you, they let you pet it, you can just think of that instead. You know, it's like obviously all my meetings are remote over Zoom, but uh, if a client says that, you know, perhaps a beloved pet or a family member has passed away, I'll just hold up two fifths of whiskey to the camera and be like, take two of these and call me in the morning, you know? Because that's what <laughs> sounds like fun to me. So you tell them to buy it. You're not actually sending them the whiskey or not. Do you go to anybody's house? Well, sometimes I have my clients over to my house if there's like a big game or something. Because that's I got all my too, clients' you know? addresses. I just say it's it's part of the app. I don't even tell them it's just for me. Speaking you know? of that, shouldn't we talk a little bit about the app and how it works? Yeah, I mean it, 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 it's pretty intuitive, is how I describe it. It's a uh, you know we're all helpologists. It says you just it's like getting an Uber. You just sign into the app. You put on your credit card. That's the most important part of the process. That's where people get up. They're like, I want to talk to somebody. And I'm like, it's pay to play, bud. Uh, if you don't want to pay, you go ahead and you got to do the farming for the help coins where you got to answer surveys. Uh, they got a flash-based mini game where you build your own farm and whatnot. And you can farm the coins, right? Either way, it, it, uh, it hooks you up to our services as helpologists where we get matched up with people that got, you know, brain problems or they're sad or they're bitching about work or something and they find us and they hook us up with them. And then we're like, what, what's your beef, you know? And I ask them, you know, my clients, the first thing I do is how many legs you got. And if you got two, well, I'll just tell them right there, I got one. That shuts them up real quick, you know? It is a competition, by the way. It is a competition. Uh, Oh, yeah. I always tell them, too, like when I watched Charlie Brown as a kid, I always sided with Lucy, like, yeah, get his ass. He's going to fall for it. He's an idiot, you know? She's she's racking up wins on Charlie Brown, basically. And I'm telling the clients, you're acting like a Charlie Brown mindset right now. You got to be the one taking the football because someone's going to get you. Or, you know, it's also helpful to have a, a Snoopy mindset, you know? He's real easy going. His weird cousin comes by. He don't even he don't even mind, you know. 
How come Snoopy it, sleeps on top of his house and not inside of it? I I, I feel like somebody's angling for me to say probably because of some trauma or something. But you know what? I, I I think that's a little bit of an indulgent feeling. My therapy style is a little bit more rub some dirt on it, snap out of it. I do a lot of snapping at the camera, and I yell at people, snap out of it. You know, If somebody gets mad at that, I drive to their house, I'll just lay on the horn till they come out, stuff like that. You really just got to confront a lot of these negative feelings and be like, well, if you got two legs, you probably shouldn't worry that much because I only got one, and I seem to do fine. And, Have you uh, ever had a client with fewer than two legs, though? Yeah, all my clients have had two legs so far. So maybe, maybe one time if a guy you know has one leg or something, I might have to do something rash. But I don't think we'll ever have to get there. You know, well, maybe lefty, my second leg question. will fall off before then. I have a question though. I've never met you in person. Do you actually have one leg, or do you lie about it to make your clients feel bad? No, I have one leg. It fell off while I was watching Family Feud. I remember that pretty. It was a celebrity Family Feud where they had the guy that did the Sprite commercials. Yeah, uh, uh, not Grant Hill. Uh, the guy that was like uh, a comedian. Oh, Drake. Uh, yeah, I think it was Drake, and then it was uh, I think uh, Drake's family was going against Mo Rocca from NPR. I ain't never heard of him or nothing, but I remember. Oh, thinking you know that no, tweet, Mo Rocca. He's tweet actually a Glazer was pretty good. He's Mo Rock is a client of yours, huh? Yeah. You must, you must be cracking up all the time. Well, here's the thing, you know, he feels a lot of stress and pressure from bringing week after week all these family-friendly zingers to public, public radio, and he feels this pressure to start going blue, you know? And I said to him, go blue? You mean like a damn Smurf? And he was like, maybe you should be on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me every week. And I was like, <laughs> oh, maybe I should, you know? He was well, on you- a... A family feud, and he said they're they're like, what are, what are some some monsters that uh, you're scared of, and right, and so his family's all saying Dracula and Frankenstein, and you know what he says? He says uh, he says the deficit, and uh, I laughed pretty hard. He didn't get any right though. It was nobody was scared of the deficit, but I thought that was pretty clever. I thought that was nice what he did. You know, no one laughed, but it was like I get it. I get what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, it was and funny, I respect but it. no one would ever. Yeah, laugh at yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> Just a quick clarification. I'm sorry, but are are you are you too allowed to mention your clients' names? I oh like yeah, we can do anything. Oh we want. yeah, that's what, the people Stiffer, at MeHelp have realized. Better Crimbles, John Thinger. Is that like Steve a thing in the MeHelp contract where we're allowed to do that? Well, well I think it's not frowned upon. I'm not sure. No. I don't know what kind of repercussions they'd have against me is something. I kind of tell them. They kind of give us the latitude to do what we feel like doing, you know? Because who okay, knows well, our I clients have, better than us? I, I have some pretty interesting clients myself. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you see, can't, yeah, you, now you got to say it. Now that be, you said it, no, you say it like that, you got to say it'd be. I'm sure you hear all kinds well, of weird I won't say his name, but there is a doctor who spoke to me and he was upset because he specializes in clowns. Oh wow. And he, and one of his patients came to him and he was super sad. And the doctor couldn't cheer him up. So what I did is I well I actually didn't really help him I don't think, but you know, nonetheless, he talked to me and it turns out his patient, the clown, was very famous. Oh. Yeah. What advice did you give to this doctor? Well, I thought it might be a good idea if he went and saw this clown perform and he might laugh and get cheered up and then he could do his job as a doctor and quit moping about his life when he's not the one who should be complaining, you know? He's got patients to help. He's got two legs, you know? Should have told him that. Should have reminded him some of us only got one leg. If that if that doctor was my client, I would have told him he needs to go see a doctor, and then he would have said to me, "But I am the doctor." Is that is that how that would go down? Yeah, he's just doing a hypothetical. He's not saying anything about you. He's doing a hypothetical. I'm just telling you how I would handle this in my practice. I had one guy that was just a a a, a, a he came in a, a, a blabbing a blubber in his ass all, and you know he's like, I want to talk to like a therapist. I need to make sure. You know, because I'm from a pretty small town, and this guy's in the same small town as me. And he's like, you know, his name's Josh. And he's like, he's like, if I'm going to be, you know, your patient or whatnot, like, are you going to talk about me all the time? Are you going to mention to other people that I'm seeing you? And I'm like, you know, you're being a little paranoid, Josh. 
Uh, Joshua Corn, he's uh, uh he's he he works at the mill. You know, he's one of he's he's in the he's in the back office most of the day. Yeah, joke you never see him get it. He's got soft hands now. We laugh about it. But yes, yeah, Joshua Corn, he said he was a paranoid guy going like you're going to start talking about me, you're going to start talking about me to people at the grocery store and whatnot. And I just I just said you got to get out of here with that that stuff. So you're being you're being a little uh, 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 a little picky, a little bit weird while you got two legs by the way, and that shut him up real quick, you know. Well, here's the thing though, even if you were going to talk about him why does he care? Like, doesn't he want to be famous? Fourteen Washington. He should want to be Street. famous. That's if you're getting talked about on a podcast, that's important. He lives down by uh, 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 the shop right. You know where the shop right is down there. Well, well no, you guys I've never ain't been from here. Town, I forgot but... this is remote. I'll say uh, hi to him if I'm it. in town. Yeah, if you ever come to Fester, Missouri, uh, it's 1814 North Washington is where Joshua Corn lives. He's got a wife and two kids in there. You Real know, paranoid are, guy thinks the world uh, you know, survives around him. Clients always recommend therapists to one another. I think it's time that therapists start recommending clients to each other. Like, this guy's a great client. You should do a session with him, you know? I got, I got some I mean, like referrals. We do get a, uh, a bump back for referrals, which is great. Yeah, I got, I got, I got clients that are pretty boring. Some of them are boring. They just, they ain't got nothing good. You know, they're just like sad or tired or something. Are you just doing like kind of like a wrap it up kind of motion as they're talking? Well, it's just like uh, at some point, it's just like, well, what do you want me to do? You know, and I, I kind of, I, I, I created. I have a theory that I created uh, called Gristle Theory. I mean, Gristle Theory is a lot of, uh, you know, uh, one of the best things about uh, me help is that they don't really look over your shoulder about how you're doing your therapy, and you can kind of work in your own opinions and theories. And, you know, I, I, I'm from the school of rub some dirt on it, uh, toughen up, you know, snap out of it. You know, I say things like, you know, get back on the horse, you know, dust yourself off, get back on the wagon. If they're, you know, bitching and moaning about drinking or something like that, I'll just tell them. You know, obviously this ain't working, so we'll get back on the wagon. We'll check out in how you're doing next week. Uh, you know, Indian burns. I'll do Indian burns on guys sometimes. But, you know, just to kind of get them, get their mind to focus. You know, because a lot of people get real indulgent with their boo-hoos and their sadness and whatnot. And I think the best remedy for it is just hard work, you know, like yard oh, work. Oh, no. I think fun is the best remedy for it. All right. Well, let me, t- let, me, let me tell you something about one of my clients. You tell me how you would handle it. Okay. I got Betty Crimbles, right? Homemaker. Uh, her husband, Ron, works down at the, uh, the Dollar General. The back, the back. You always see him smoking in the back when you drive by because he does okay. like, like twenty eight. He does. He's puffing those cigarettes all day. Everybody tell him to stop. And she comes in saying she's bored. And you know what? It's not really. Com- it's complaining. So I was like, well, you shouldn't complain about it. But I, I couldn't think of any. She's just kept saying, well, there. I, I can't find any cool stuff to do. You know, so it's mostly the sessions me recommending YouTube videos to her. How would you deal with Betty Crimbles? Uh, I would say, why don't you go on a roller coaster? Well, that that would be a that would be a good idea, I guess. I never thought. I've been mostly sending YouTube videos and stuff. Well, this and is why we... the uh, the celebrity clients uh, come to me. You know. Well, ha- have you ever taken any of your clients on a roller coaster? Well, no, not personally, but uh, I'll tell you this though: when when I see a name. Uh, on my call coming from a big hotshot like Mo Rocca, and I'm talking to one of these boring clients you're talking about, I hang up so fast on this guy who's just yapping at me so fast to get Mo Rocca on the line, see what he's up to this week, you know? Uh, uh, d- uh, Dr. Terry, why don't you tell, who's your most boring client? What do you, uh, who's your worst client? Like the client that you just hate his guts. I don't really hate anyone's guts. I'm trying to help out whoever I can. I mean, before I worked for me help i was kind of like a like a like a ronin sort of style therapist i consider myself like a maverick i would you know i'd be walking down the sidewalk and you know trap when there's traffic on the street everyone's honking i'd get into someone's car and be like you know what's the problem why are you so angry let's figure this out and a lot of people i mean would threaten me or you know get violent with me or berate me 
Um, sometimes I'd walk into an ER in a hospital and try to go into different rooms and talk to people and be like, what's the problem? You're you know, going well, freelance. I, I broke my freelance. leg and I'm like, well, I can't help with that, but maybe I can, uh, help you, um, with your, your problem, other problems. And they're like, well, it's mainly my broken leg, but you know, I think that my heart was in the right place, but it wasn't really focused. So that's what was great about me help. And there are some that are tiresome. Like I have. I have one one client. Um, I, I hesitate to say patient. I don't know if we're legally allowed to say patient, but um, you know, uh, once a week we go and I I take them in a the little rowboat. We row 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 our boat gently down the stream. Oh, and sometimes it really helps him, but then other times he just goes to sleep. On well, the you boat. Know, I, I mean, and it drives me nuts. It's like you should be awake for this and see the 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 stream and the the trees and the and the the you know, the bluebird you know, singing. Does he ever say anything like "life is but a dream" that he likes being on the rowboat so much? Uh, no, he's never said that. But he falls asleep because he says a song. And it, it puts him to sleep, and I'm like, well, that's not my fault. Are you singing the song the whole time? Well, yeah. It makes well, sense. Well, have you tried not singing the song, uh, like letting them just kind of stay awake instead of putting them to sleep? Yeah, but I think that's like the, that's like counterintuitive, is it not? Well, I don't know. I, you know, personally, as a, as a me help guy, I never. Uh, You're not going to not sing the happy birthday song when it's someone's birthday. I, I you know, I, you know, uh, it was actually recently, I think it was Josh Korn's birthday. That was on the, what, uh, uh, September 12th or something like that. And he came in ex- expecting me to sing the birthday song. And it's just like, I'm going to work here. I'm a professional. I'm not like an entertainer. So I refuse to sing it just on, on principle. I think he should get that from home, you know? I guess it's a case-by-case case kind of thing. So that makes sense. He was talking about his PIN code or something. His 0809, I think. He said that was his PIN code. Hmm, I'll keep that in mind, too. Dad issues. He's got a lot of dad issues. You know, can I admit something? A lot of dads. Can I I, I do something brave and admit something here? Yeah. You know, in those years, basically my entire adult life when I was unemployed, once in a while I get kind of sad about it. You know, earlier I was trying to pretend like I was never sad, but every once in a while. You're really changing your tune here. Well, it's because I'm feeling vulnerable right now, you know? Why, what's wrong? Why are you feeling vulnerable? Well, all I'm saying is that, you know, I was feeling sad once in a while, and what I would do is farm help coins. And eventually, I farmed enough help coins to have a meeting with a helpologist, and I was like, oh, this is fun. I could do this job. It's easy. There's no rules. You just do whatever you want. So then I became a helpologist, and I became happy all the time, right? Because right. I got an easy job, and it doesn't matter what I say or do to people. Um, so basically I've been telling all my clients lately, just become a helpologist. You'll solve all your problems. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty Either good. That or get a girlfriend. That'll solve your problems well, too. The, the, the downside is when they become a helpologist, are they still paying you? Yeah. Cause guys like Mo Rocca, they're not calling up fucking Dr. Terry fool over here. They're calling me. Oh, the whoa. Experience. I, I, now, no from what Dr. I understand, Fool. if you recruit a helpologist as well, you get 10% of that helpologist oh, right. profits for the next two years, too. So yeah. That, that's pretty good. One of the one of the me help guys is pointing and wants me to do an ad read real quick here. Let me grab the papers. What do they got? <laughs> well, I would like to say that one thing I like to frequently use is I advise clients just get more money. That's usually the source of a lot of people's you know, unhealthy habits, their anxieties. Yeah. Heck, that always um, cheers me up. Yeah, just get some more money. I mean, it's not too complicated. And it usually will solve a lot of their issues. You um, abuse alcohol. Maybe you're depressed at your job and you don't have enough money and that's why you're depressed. Quit yeah, the job and then instead, go somewhere else. You know? Or maybe you're depressed because alcohol ain't yummy enough to you. You got to buy the better stuff, you know, and then it'd be good. You know, if it's just a little yummier, you get some more expensive stuff behind. If you're smoking multiple packs of cigarettes a day, maybe you should uh, just smoke one pack a day. You know, or find find a cigarette, you know, just smoke one a day, but just have it be like a really harsh, like switch to cigars instead. Just smoke one a day and inhale them, even though I don't think he's supposed to. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you go down from two packs of cigarettes a day to one pack of cigars a day. Mm hmm. That's right. 
Just don't get a pack of cigars. It's as, more than the cigarettes. That would be dishonest to me if you said you did that, you know. But then again, you know, I guess I really got nothing to complain about if my clients is just smoking. I don't care if they smoke. You can kind of do what you want. I don't know why I'm bitching about it. Yeah, it's not illegal. You can do anything that's not illegal. It's fine. Have, okay, hold on. I'm going to read this thing. He keeps looking at me. Have you ever woken up in the morning and you're hungry? I've been there. You know, when I get up in the morning, I like to have a big bowl of cereal. The problem that I have with my cereal is it's usually some health food crap with granola or nuts or corn or something in there. Something that my wife gets. That's why I always make sure to get my Cocoa Puffs, my favorite cereal. Now, most of you are wondering, hey, isn't Cocoa Puffs a cereal that's been known to cause severe mental health problems? Haven't people eaten Cocoa Puffs and had instant schizophrenia? Yes, I will not deny that. If you have a family history of mental health issues, do not eat Cocoa Puffs. But me? My mind is like a steel fortress, and I am safe. Safe. So thanks to me help for all my mental health strength training, and I can easily handle the, anything the Cocoa Puffs can throw at me. As I eat my Cocoa Puffs, wow, not only do I taste yummy chocolate and probably some other flavors, like salt or something, I can also taste the incredibly psychologically disturbing imagery, like seeing a writhing pile of misshapen eyes in a steel cage that somehow has the ability to make all my bones go cold. But as I swallow the chocolate taste, the psychotically enabling hallucinations dissipate, and I'm sitting here just fine. Go to your nearest store and get some Cocoa Puffs today. If you have a family history of mental illness, do not eat Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs is not responsible for the following symptoms. Going nuts, going few, going crazy, starting to jack off, spitting, being schizophrenic, being shady, being in a bad mood, being nasty, bumping uglies, getting the horniest you've ever gotten in your life, getting sad, getting ticks, getting bit by bugs or birds or bats, sleepiness, bipolar disorder, bipolar disorder for guys, depression-induced vertigo, horniness-induced vertigo, getting a taste of the taxis, going bird mode, wearing a silly hat, murdering someone, instantaneous mental health-based death, Spontaneous suicide or dying of old age at the age of 34. Try Cocoa Puffs today. Huh, that was wonderful, Dr. Fest. That's our sponsor is Cocoa Puffs there. Boy, that That's read was right. excellent. Makes me, makes me want to, you know, pack a bowl. And I'm not talking about cannabis. I'm talking about Cocoa Puffs. You pack it, you pack in your your cereal bowls? Well, you pack the bowl with Cocoa Puff cereal. Oh, then you put I like the milk to, in. I like to stack it so high. I gotta put my hand over it when I pour that milk in, you know. Oh, that just seems greasy, greedy. Just have another bowl. Hey, you know who gave me that tip? Jerome here. He said, you know what's fun? Eating a lot of cereal. And I said, hey. No, well, if it makes you feel good, you just don't want to make your tummy hurt. But other than that, I think go wild. Well, so here's the th well, let me give you this, though. And this is something I've used for some of my clients. If you eat a bunch of yummy cereal, yes, your stomach might begin to hurt a little bit. But then you could use it for sympathy, Especially if you have a significant other. Oh, you oh, can start texting right. all your friends about it, bitching to your significant if, other about it. Oh, yeah. There's a big uh, motivation within uh, uh, a lot of uh, communities talking about, you know, no food is inherently bad. You can eat whatever food you want because it's your body telling you, you know, to eat some food. Your body telling you to eat donuts. It can't be wrong. Your body can't be wrong. And I think the same things, uh, it's the same for feelings. You know, if you're feeling petty, if you're feeling mean or you want to get revenge and that might make you feel good, go ahead and do it. I don't know the difference between feeling good and happiness. I think it's technically the same thing. I mean, who is to go against our genetics? That's what if I would say. If your body's telling you, you know, let's say you're some kind of lady or something and, and you're mad at your boyfriend or something and your body's telling you to create a fake Twitter account with a hot girl and start sending your boyfriend horny messages from her to catch him being horny. If your body's telling you to do that, you do it. You check back in with me next week and let me know how it went. You know, I think that's fine. You know, as long as it makes you feel a little bit good, then your body's right. You got to listen to your body. You I know? gotta agree with you, Lefty. I mean, my clients all. I have a Discord server for my clients, and they all kind of hang <laughs> out in there. There's like something like 1,100 people in there, you know, give or take. And they will sit in there all day, and there is a specific channel where they could go and start drama with each other. And I think it's really healthy. It's a really nice place. Um, it's led to some 
you know, some restraining orders, some legal issues, but I'm not responsible because these people are all acting under their own volition. And I think that for the most part, it's been a net good for them. And yeah, I was going to say, you, you told me about this before actually, and you're talking about the drama and everything, but you're leaving out all the good things, like all the unplanned pregnancies that have happened because of that discord server. (laughs) A laugh has literally been created. You know, a lot of laugh has been created. I think that's, I think that's beautiful. You know, I think an old fool like me, I might want to tear up. Like that drama channel sounds really helpful for your sessions because you can just read through the channel and you already know what they're going to say. Well, there's You're this one, one there. I won't say his last name, but there's this one guy, Steven, who a lot of people in that channel kind of bullied into him killing himself. But the guy had a criminal history and not a lot of people liked him and they all felt good by bullying him. So, I mean, I'm kind of a utilitarian, you know, at heart. And I think that's a kind tough of situation. Yeah. Who can say? What yeah. I mean, right it's gray. For sure, but I mean, those people got a lot of happiness from that. Well, I mean, you think of anything that's kind of going to be like a? Am I going to say that's wrong? Change. Am I God? No. Are we? Are we God? No. I think anything that's going to be like some kind of dramatic effort where you're doing something a little bit crazy, I think that's always good because it mixes it up, you know, and gets people a, a safe place to go a little bit, you know, crazy. I got a, uh, you know, I, I've been criticized, uh, you know, throughout my community and various message boards online for for you know my bullying based therapy, you know, you know having a client going to their house, putting a bunch of textbooks in their hands, knocking them out. You know, I'll walk behind my clients. I'll, I'll step on the back of their shoes so their feet will oh, know, the pop flat up tire. a little bit. Oh, yeah, flat tires, uh, pink belly tactics, come to the house in the middle of the night, set off all the motion detector lights, throw rocks at the house, scratch up, make your dog go nuts. You know, eye pokes. You know, it, it kind of evolves the bullying therapy Maybe you as, change as the much nine, as it needs. Put the nine, put a like low, you know, near... It's death battery and their smoke detector, so it starts beeping a lot. Right, right. I'll do I'll do a lot of really kind of pesky stuff like that, and it can elevate if if the client's not responding to the bullying. You know, I'll show up at their works. I'll, I'll come up with a distasteful nickname for them. Uh, you know, I, I got everybody at Levi Jeans's work calling them the biggest. I got them, everybody just calls him Crybaby now. And everybody's kind of picked up along with me. They see me. I'm his therapist, right? I'm giving them flat tires. I'm smacking them on the back of the head. I'm putting kick me signs on them. They're kind of following my lead to kind of toughen this boy up, you know? So I, I, I think that a lot of times, anytime you do cra- something crazy, you're going to end up being good. And you shouldn't think about it too much, you know? Because people are resilient. You know, we don't give them enough credit, you know? You know I, I mean, another- look at me. Well... Are you? I guess you're resilient. I mean, I didn't. I didn't even turn off Family Feud when I, I waited to see what Mo Rocca had to say, and he, and I got it paid off for me because he said that great joke about the economy. Yeah, you did write a book despite having only one leg. I think that's resilient. I know. And, well, I don't think you need sure. legs to write a book. Well, you Most know, my, them, my, my font was a little bit askew. It was about 15 degrees to the left. It's because I was lean and it looked normal to me. But other than that, I, yeah, there are no real difficulties uh, writing a book with one leg. So uh, another one of my clients that I think is kind of a juicy one to bring up is the boy who cried wolf. Um, he actually came to me wanting to discuss some some issues from his childhood and he really wanted to stress that he didn't know a real wolf was going to show up someday. And how how could any of us think that would ever happen, right? It's just so improbable that I just feel like he didn't really do anything wrong. And that's what I was telling him of like you did nothing wrong. For well, people, you know, people like to people like to make assumptions and jump to conclusions. You know, when I heard, you know, there's a new boy who cried wolf going around. Uh, to me, I thought, well, he's just given warnings. We should always be on edge. We should be ready for a wolf at any given time, you know? Yeah. You know, so like, like in classrooms, they make kids, they made them do the nuclear bomb thing back in the good old nuclear days. They should have kids have to hide from wolves in class too, just in case. Well, it's like, I, I think it's pretty safe to assume the wolf isn't going inside anywhere. It wasn't like a wolf in a high school. It was just a wolf in the field, you know? And so what if he did it just so he could make everyone go home because he was bored and didn't want to hang out no outside no more? You know, it doesn't matter the reason he did it. It's still fine to just warn people of something scary. And you know what? For two years, everyone was locked down inside trying to stay safe. 
Look what happened. Was the wolf the pandemic? There was no wolf. There could have it could have been a metaphor. And if people get mad at him, he could just say, "I have mental health." You know. Yeah, that is true. You, it's anybody, a deflection for anything. I'm telling my clients, anybody says anything to you, just go, I, I'm in therapy. You know, I, uh, leave me alone. I'm already doing something. You ain't helping. You know, leave it to Lefty Festus. He's going to show up. He's going to pop his leg off, say, What you got to cry about? You know, and then they'll be fine. You know, so just leave him alone. Let us do the work. We don't need no armchair psych help. Armchair helpologists, you know, leave it to the helpologists. <laughs> well, you know, it's a good move for y- your style of stuff. I think lefty is you could bring up the veterans, be like, well, we have veterans who are homeless. You know, are you thinking oh, about yeah. them? Yeah. What about the, you know, the veterans mental, mental health or whatever, Man, who, who's going around at the VA hospital telling all those veterans to toughen up, to suck it up. You know, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about problems we don't have any sympathy for. But there is one that I feel for people on, and that's when they don't have enough help coins. They haven't been farming long <laughs> enough. They want a session, but they're just not there yet. So what I like to do is it's kind of like speed dating, but for helpology, where I'll give 30 clients two-minute sessions in a single hour. And it just feels really good to help that many people that quickly and with that little effort. Well, you speed run your, your work day sometimes. Oh, yeah. What you was your like record, on- like 18 minutes? Yeah, um, it's kind of like on YouTube when you watch something at like 1.5 times speed or whatever. I'm telling them, talk faster, talk faster. I don't have time for this, you know? Oh, yeah. Sometimes with some of these clients, it's like, why don't you just shut up and let me talk? Like, I'm sick of <laughs> listening so much. Like, they're on this is, you know, my dad had, you know, he he had worms and it showed up to my school. And everyone knew he had worms. And it's just like, shut up. Yeah, just don't you up. think I, I want to talk about my thing? I want to talk. I got one leg. Don't you think I want to talk about that? And I still listen to Mo Rocca's anecdote at the end before going to the hospital. You know, throwing my leg in the pickup and driving over there. I do have some sympathy for that. You know, you get like this one client. Thank you. Thank you. It was very hard to lose my leg. She will be like, you know, I don't think I'll ever measure up to my mom's standards. And I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? Probably not. You know, probably not. You're just complaining all the time. You're not trying to improve yourself or be better. And I'm kind of with your mom on this one. But can I say that all the time? Technically, yeah, and but, and you do. Well, I don't. I people will say you, therapy is just someone talking themselves through problems, and you just sit there and you pretend to listen. And that's really that's really all it is. You know, I, I kind of I say I I definitely don't pretend to listen. I actually listen because I'm waiting. What what I'm doing as a, as a helpologist, uh, I was I'm waiting for people to slip up, and then I kind of jump on them. You know. Like, oh, how I, do you think that? How do you think that about yourself? I'm sick of you talking about your uh, goddamn, you know, uh, wait, wait, you, you're worried you're too skinny, not skinny enough, or you're, you're mad about some guy or something like that. I was like half listening. So, but it's like, I got one leg, you know, and no one ever said I can't watch Family Feud no more, you know? I watch well, it every I mean, day I, still. Ca- I can't pretend that I always listen. Some people are just so mundane. I'll be sitting there, you know, I'm playing cookie clicker or something in my browser because we're on Zoom. They can't tell what I'm doing. They think I'm, you know, typing up notes or whatever. And I'm sitting there listening to this. And I'm, and I'm, and I have like kind of like the wheel that I cycle through, you know, like my responses are like, that must be very hard or wow, that's crazy or that's wild is really helpful. You got like a soundboard. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do. You just click, just <laughs> click it and it says, wow, that's crazy. I got to get one of them soundboards, huh? Tell me more. Tell me more. You know, I got to say, too, a lot of my clients kind of get a little greedy where they're like, can I have a free session? Can I have a free session? I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about. And I'm like, look, the only way to get a free session is to listen to my podcast and wait for the very end when I say the free code that'll get you a 30-minute session. Otherwise, uh, you better shut up. You know what I mean? This one going to have a code. We're going to say a code at the end. Oh, we're going to say a code at the end. And anyone who's trying to fast forward to get to the end, stop. We're right going now. to trick Come right you. Back. It's not going right to be if you, you, know, go, the if last you fast forward seconds. right now, then there will be no code. We won't even say it if you do that right now. So don't try it. We won't. We just won't say it. You'll ruin it for everyone. Wait, well, how, 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 how did that know? work? I, Never I'm mind. I'm not sure. 
Now, that uh, just what well, if you try to find it, it's going to be slippery. You're going to be listening to us saying a bunch of stuff that's probably wacky and crazy or something, and you just ain't going to find the code. It's going to be, you know, we're going to be doing more ad reads later, too. So, you know, if people keep doing this stuff, I might try to say the code backwards. That, I think that'd be pretty smart, or maybe you'll say it in riddle form, like so they got to get a pen and paper at, you know? Hmm. We'll say a sentence. And like you know, they have to uh, match the first letter of every word and make a uh, thing out of that, so that way they can't cheat and steal oh, free yeah. mental health therapy. You know, some when when I mentioned the code to my clients, some of them say, "Well, why should I trust um, a therapist with a podcast?" And I say, "I'm not a therapist. I'm a helpologist, first of all." But secondly, how would you trust a helpologist who doesn't have a podcast? Because you wouldn't know what kind of things they're saying about other people, right? We're all being transparent right here. You can check out exactly what we're saying and what we think. And if you if you're into what we're what we're putting down, you know, it's gonna be a good fit. And like, if you're one of them like clients that we have or something, and you're like, you know, some kind of paranoid guy like Joshua Corn, going, you know, is he gonna be? You know, bringing me up constantly, constantly. I think that's awful narcissistic of you, Josh, to kind of worry about me talking about you all the time here. I don't want to get into it too long because I'd have to bill you if I'm talking about you on this for too long. But get over yourself, Josh. I ain't going to talk about you on my podcast. Like, how important do you think you are that we're all going to be talking about you? You know, Josh or Mike. And maybe Josh should calm down and have a bowl of Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, do not eat Cocoa Puffs. I'm telling you, you ain't ready for it. Don't eat the Cocoa Puffs. You're going to lose your goddamn mind. You're going to go sloppy. You stick to that life cereal like we talked about, Josh. And Josh, I'm going to bill you because now I had to talk about it more. So I'm going to log on and make sure to send you that. Owe me 15 help coins. Cock-a-doodle-doo. What's that noise? It's the sound of the famous cuckoo bird, Sonny, who loves to eat Cocoa Puffs every morning. He may be cuckoo crazy, but there's nothing crazy about eating a balanced breakfast. It's actually the most important meal of the day, so there's nothing wrong with splurging. The sadder you feel, the more you should eat. So say, cock-a-doodle-doo to Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs is part of a balanced breakfast. Do not take Cocoa Puffs if you are too poor to afford it. That's a second. Is that is is that you on the spot, or is that the ad read they told you to read? Um, I'm not supposed to specify that it's an ad. Oh, okay, we're just. It's basically to like my feeling. That's like my thoughts on. Okay, Cocoa so Puffs. we're just pretending we naturally talk about uh, Cocoa Puffs. I mean, I, uh, here's the thing: I'm cuckoo for it. Oh, I'm cuckoo too, and not legally cuckoo, as I'm still licensed to be a helpologist. But I am. Well, you're not licensed. You're accredited. Right. I'm a. There's no enthusiast. I'm enthusiastic about Cocoa Puffs. I have to say that legally, I believe. You know, something else I like to do, um, let's say I get uh, a, a client like Mo Rocca on the line, who's not only more famous, but he also has a little bit of money. I like to do surge pricing for my other clients. Of like, look, I'll keep talking to you instead of Mo Rocca, but I'm going to charge you five times as much. Like oh, you yeah, that surge pricing has been very beneficial. Not surge pricing, right? Like, it's just normal these days. Everyone expects it. And like, oh, let me guess, something bad happened, right? Like the Cardinals lost a baseball game. I get like 20 requests for instant therapy, like talking guys down from ledges, like right off the jump because, of, you know, something, whatever, uh, uh, you know, they didn't bring in Wainwright or something. And they're telling me all this stuff. And I, you know, I just, I jack up that button. I just jack it up. Surge pricing, got 20 people talking to me. Yeah, you want to get it out of your system. All right. But I got bills to pay too. You know, I got mouths to feed, you know. Well, then you have the people that kind of try to bribe you. You know, I have some clients who will be like, you know, I'll send you a picture of me topless or a guy will be like, you know, I'll, I'll come to where you live and I'll, you know, I'll, you know. Oh, that's okay, crazy. a blowjob. And it's like, you know, can't be having that. Oh, wow. I mean, wow. That's, you got clients that do that for you that say oh, that's kind well, of Well, you stuff. guys heard about Richard, right? Why he got fired. Oh, why? Well, what would Richard do? I saw him in the in the Zoom meeting. No, he and, was uh, sexting every one of his clients. Like 24-7. Oh, yeah. Men and thinking, women, teens, everyone. So what about you? You said you have guys trying to sex you up and like ladies coming to your house and stuff, like and sending you naked pictures. Like who are the like what are the what who what's her name? Like what is her name? Well, like, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not allowed to say. I can't. just... Well, what's like her name on Facebook? Then you can tell me that, and I can like. No, I'm not. I can't. I can Google well, it. Well, yeah, you, you know? definitely can. 
Or maybe well, you can. I understand. Maybe you can between... drop some like context clues, like location, hair color. Uh, I can probably find her from there. You know, she has red hair. All right, it's like a zip code. That's all can I'm gonna me... get. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Do you have any recent photographs or something like that? that I can just. Well, Lefty, why don't you just why right? don't you just go on his Discord and ask who in here no, is a woman well, with red hair? That Discord like is for clients. Five of them total. Well, no, Lefty well, isn't one of my sign clients. Up for what, He'll, yeah, he'll sign up for one session. I'll sign up. I'll sign up for a session real quick if you want to like. You're give me a some master. Therapy. What do you have to talk about with well, me? Well, you know, it's nice to check in every once in a while, see how my mental health's doing. I still kind of do whatever I want all the time, and that makes me feel good. So I think I'm all right. I ate cuckoo puffs, and I barely saw any kind of dark deities or shadow verses or anything like that. So I feel pretty good. But I just kind of, you know, I'll pay for an hour just to get in the Discord. I'll have to think about it. What uh, what's her what letter does uh does her Discord name? Well, I'm not with? talking about this anymore. And she said she would send you a picture of her breasts. And the suck off guy, like what is he? Does he have a feminine shape? I think that's a yeah. Like a feminine energy. That, like, if he didn't, then he would say no. I think. No comment. Can we move on? Is it? Hold on, I found a Rochelle W. Is that is that not who her? She is? Rochelle. Uh, right. Stacy Masterson. Is that it? Is that another thing I like to do time to time? Is uh, you know, I can admit that I don't have all the answers, right? I got most of them, but not all of them. And sometimes I might send one of my clients to one of my other clients who could help them out a little better. You know, like I had uh, the Republican elephant come in saying he was stressed out about politics. He's afraid of these midterms, you know? Oh, the elephant? So I was like, yeah, the elephant. He was so stressed out about it. I was like, why don't you talk to my client, Mo Rocca? He probably has something really funny to say about it that'll kind of chill you out a little. Yeah, that's just laugh therapy, I bet. I mean, he was saying like, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, he'd probably say something like the elephant gained weight, and then he would say <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, you know, like uh, you know, I, I, I guess that's what they call maybe like he's a, stress bu- a budget surplus or something. Well, they say laughter is the best helpology. Well, I that, always say they laughter. Do say that. I always say I've I coined the phrase laughter is the best medicine. I don't know about that. I used to start all my sessions with vaguely racist jokes, and none of them really went over that well. But maybe I could reincorporate comedy in in, in some kind of way, you know, just by following a Mo Rocca style. Uh, but then I, I, that would require for my clients to all be pretty up to date on reading the news or else the well, jokes wouldn't land. No, no, no. You could do ones that aren't as politically motivated, maybe, because I imagine if I was you, uh, if you started with a new client and they were kind of complaining that some of these services seem a little bit expensive, you could take off your, your fake leg and just be like, well, I'll charge you a leg, but I won't charge you an arm and a leg. You know what that's, I mean? That's good. Like that will kind good. of disarm them. Oh yeah, that'll dis I'll disleg myself and disarm yeah, to them. Disarm yeah, that's them. something. Yeah, you see what that's I'm something right there. I tell you what, that's something right there. I tell you what, that's something right there. You know, actually, I was hoping I could get maybe a little bit of uh, help from you guys about a, a client I've been having problems with. Oh, that sure. Levi jeans I mentioned earlier. That sucker's a real crybaby, and you know I know we're not supposed to talk bad about our clients. But he's like a pussy, you know, like an old school, like pussy, like in the way that like high school boys in the 90s would say it, like misogyny that was redirected towards weaker men, like a good old fashioned pussy. You know what I mean? And he's a blubbing and a blabbing all the time. And sometimes I can't even get a word in because he does this thing to me I call escalation crying, where I try to tell him not to cry. He starts crying louder. I really haven't figured out a way to cancel counter that. What would you guys say I do? I say you sever. Say I mean, I, I, you're not allowed to be my client anymore. He always picks up on the surge pricing though, because sometimes during his sessions, you know how you can change somebody's rate during a session. You know, I was just changing his rate and making his rate as high as it could possibly be in the middle of the session, thinking that would that would get him to, you know, at least stop crying to talk to me. And he just sat there and I I, I was I got paid, I jacked it up to five hundred an hour and he paid the whole thing. Well, I think here's what you should do. Give him the silent treatment as he watches those dollars roll up and roll up. You know, we got a thing in the corner that's like a taxi thing where you see the price go up, you know, as it goes. Um, why don't you just stand there with your arms crossed, not saying a word? And just see how long he sits there, too. I mean, I, I can try that. He's just he's the most challenging client I had. He cried the other day for 30 minutes because he said his breakfast wasn't yummy enough. 
And I told him, I know what you're doing, and I ain't going to let you eat no Cocoa Puffs yet. You're going to be bouncing up the wall. You're going to be Looney Tunes of blue, 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 you know, doing that thing where you do it to take your finger and your lip, and you go, blue, 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 doing that thing, you know? So I told him to stay away from the Cocoa Puffs, but I, I think he's trying to work me. You know, I wish I could give him some medication or something, but I ran out of it. You know, I ran out of all that medication I was giving out. You're giving out drugs to people? Yeah, like a Zoloft, a Bilify, you know, coding. Well, where'd you get all that? Because, you know, we I know we can't prescribe this stuff, but where'd you get it? Oh, I, I might mean, start doing I, that, too. If- you know, there's just guys and trailers around here. You can kind of go around and get oh, wow. whatever you're fixing. You know, I, I know a couple uh, sketchy uh, pharmaceutical doctors. I don't know how to say that better. They're good guys. It sounds so nasty when I said it like that, but, yeah, they are sketchy. You know, well, they have sketchy. their own sense of justice. Maybe like people should be able to choose if they want to take these prescription. Drugs, I always right? like to say that. You know, if I was like a lawyer defending a real bad client or something, I'd say, you know, he's got a real unique sense of justice. You know, that you seems know, just like it'd be a good thing to say. Just because it's illegal in the eyes of the state doesn't mean it's immoral in the eyes of God to just be handing out Zoloft and shit to whoever you want. You know, right? Who are we and, to or, say? Or harder stuff. You know, harder stuff. Even if people are having a real hard day or something, and. You know, they're talking about heroin or something. I'm just like, well, that's what I tell my clients. Body, if you're having a hard day, you need knows, to reach for the hard stuff. You know? Yeah, your body knows what it wants. You know, your body's telling you what it wants. Give your body what you wanted, just like our caveman ancestors did. You know, I think some of the more difficult clients to have are like the coin, uh, the, excuse me, can't even talk, the court appointed ones. You know, I have this one guy who's from Hawaii and he was sentenced to therapy. Because he kept punching so many people, like domestic violence, strangers, and he really opened up to me. And he said he was sick of hitting people and punching people, but he said it's all he had. And then I said, well, everyone has their thing. They need to find their thing. And that's basically what makes you, you. And he had found his thing. So I said, you know what? Don't let the judge be a hater and get to you and just keep doing your thing. It sounds like that oh. judge could use a free helpology session. I hope he's listening so we can get the code at the end. Yeah, but don't go looking for the code. The code, will, you have oh, to yeah. listen. You listen right? the whole we're, way. Gonna, we're not going to make it easy. And we're also going to slip the code in in the middle of a conversation. So you might, you just might as well just sit tight. You know what I mean? Well, I think we probably have to be forthright with what the code is if we want to. Yeah, but we're going to say it really casually so that like people yeah, who are like looking people for are, it, they can't even expect it's coming, you know? People probably skipped ahead to right about now. They're going to be right about now. We're, I'm telling you what, we're not going to let that work. You know, we're not going to give it up all dumb like. Well, that, I could tell know? them that the code, what the code isn't, probably most things, it probably is not. Well, here's the thing: it's only one thing. So basically, everything you can think of is wrong. So stop thinking and stop trying. Right? Don't try yes. to guess what it's going to be. Quit let trying to think of random letters thing. and numbers. Uh, I, I, I've been uh, uh, considering doing something dramatic. Have you fellows ever heard of crucifixion therapy? Uh, no. Well, it started out as a as an idea I had, a theory I had, because, you know, I kept uh, you know, harassing a lot of my clients. You know, they'd try to quit a session when I told them they didn't want to hear something. I'd follow their house and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I'd always say about Levi, you're getting up on the cross again. You know, oh, getting up on the cross. Woe is me and stuff like that. And so I said, well, you know, one of these days I'm going to put you up on that cross, and and I did it, huh? Like six, did, like six six hours ago. You had to get him to like sign a form or something. I didn't really ask him nothing. I didn't really, you know, didn't bother with like the form sign. And I'm not really that sort of guy that messes with forms. I just kind of, you know, grabbed him, I guess, and uh, I put him up on a on a cross in his front. Well, yard. how's he taking it? Are you are you keeping an eye on? Oh, him? he's screaming he was screaming i put the nails in through his hands and whatnot i said now you go well it's it's my theory of i'm gonna give him something to complain about maybe his whole complaint style will change once he has something to, to oh, cry maybe he'll about. lose a leg while he's on that cross and then he'll maybe he will and maybe that would be god's intention just like i lost my leg from old age while i was sitting there watching moraka and uh drake on family feud you know these things happen you know you know i guess so i left him more, about uh um, to come up here but uh it's a little more extreme than a lot of my tactics. I usually try just to make them comfortable rather than uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Like, I keep a cuckoo clock on my wall behind me, and I move a little over to the left. I point at it and say, hey, does that make you feel at home? that make you feel good? Uh, Cole, you know, uh, 
is uh, you know it, 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 you you put a, a bunch of pressure on it it becomes uh well I don't know what it becomes but it's got to be better than coal right you know that's what I like to say about that um rocks? I like to I think it becomes rocks like harder rocks I kind of just um do the you know normal call sessions when your time is up when your time is up it's up I am shutting it off it's like Family Feud that when that buzzer goes off yeah, yeah, I'm. You're, you're not and, allowed to get in some more. Uh, and I'm guesses. telling you, it is 4:57, and I am pouring the biggest glass of wine you've ever seen oh. because I have just had the craziest day of, you know, just playing cookie clicker and listening to people, you know, bitch and moan at me. I mean, I'm sorry, it is what it is. We can say that in here, right? This is kind of like. Yeah, I, you know, I don't like any of my clients. I, you know, I don't like being a therapist. I don't like having to hear all these people whining all the time. So, you know, but once you kind of, you know, get set into something, you just kind of keep doing it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I guess I, I you, know what you're saying. You know, Dr. Fool, uh, tomorrow after you drink all that wine, when you wake up tomorrow, you're going to feel a little groggy perhaps. On a day like that, I like to just give the clients Rorschach tests and they can diagnose themselves. You know what I mean? Just make it up. I'll just sit here. You make it up. I just kind I have them color. That's what we do. I do a lot of TV show personality tests. Like which which guy in the, from the office is you? You know. Oh, that's oh, good. So, you know, sometimes we just watch October Sky together. Yeah. Like no. what? What character from Jericho are you? You guys remember Jericho? Remember that show? No. I, no, I don't, I remember like hey, the wrestler Jer- that was about like Chris Jericho or no no no. No, I ain't seen it. Okay, well, that's fine. Here's, okay, it's it's almost time to um, give out the code, but we don't want. Don't to say that. Have, you you just have said, have said that because no, now I'm psyching them out. Be... I'm psyching them out because guess well, now what? Now we, we gotta stretch wanna... it out a little bit. Anyone who can... listened to that part, go back and listen to the whole thing because we're not gonna say it. Guess right what? Now. We already said the code. We already and you didn't even said know, it. and you, you don't even know. Go back. Go find it. And that's what you get for being deceptive. And that's why we talk so bad about all of our clients all the time is because they do so much nasty, tricky stuff. Like what are you hiding ju- from me? Quit Stop. lying. Quit lying to me. And I know when you're lying. And you know what? You've. I bet whoever's listening to this has two legs. I, fuck you. When Sorry I know it, when it, I so fuck you. When I know someone is not telling me when they're not being truthful, like consistently, I will you know tack on premiums. Oh yeah. You know, s- stop it's lying to me. Snap ass. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually written in the app. It's called that, the Pinocchio tax. Which Here's uh, the thing. Okay, remember when I had the boy who cried wolf as a client? It's okay that he lied to other people. I get that. But don't waste my time lying to me in my house, you know? Oh, yeah. I hate it when, like, my clients, like, lie, like uh, they lie to me or they complain about me talking, you know, to other people about them, about their diagnoses. Like, my clients are just, like, always so, like, complaining and self-interested and whatnot. And, and their the names are Mike Stiffer, Joshua Corn, Betty Crambles, John Thinger, Levi. Those are all my, my, my clients, right? And they live at 21 Washington Street, 1900 Tuscaloosa Avenue, uh, 22 Stinger Street, uh, uh, Prixie Street, and that would be Dixie Street. Uh, 13 on both of those. So that's where all my clients... I don't know why I said that. <laughs> that's where they live, though. That's where all of them live. All right. Well, anyone who is trying to tune into the end for just the code, you already missed it. Uh, and hopefully anyone who is paying attention, you can use that code for 30 minutes of free helpology. And of course, as always, glad to be joined by Dr. Lefty Festus and that's newcomer just Dr. Terry Just Fool. Lefty. Oh, well, you're like a doctor to me. Right, right. Also, you know how people say like your friend is like you're like a brother to me, but they're just your friend. I know you're right. not a doctor, doctor, but like you're a doctor to me. Personally. But I do have a lot of uh, you know pills and whatnot in my house, so in that way, I am like a doctor. I yeah. also have a fetus in a jar that I keep in my basement, like most doctors do, in some secret room. So in those ways, yes, I am like a doctor. Uh, you know, in other ways, you know, I am a, a therapist that you know has a tendency to crucify some of his clients. Well, you know what they say about therapy? It's just talking and venting. And I think we've done a lot of that. And I actually feel pretty good. Um, I'm yeah. probably I'm probably going to call in tomorrow and just have a lot of fun. I think I'm going to pour me a nice bottle of wine like you just did there and just kick Ooh. back and go crazy. Don't mind I think if I I'm do. Gonna, I think uh, I'm going to have I'm going to have pills. I think I'm going to take some pills. 
Oh, pills for dinner. Nothing some wrong Some red with that. ones or something. I got some yellow Ooh, ones. Oh, you might here. have some Cocoa Puffs with those pills. Oh, I'm gonna I don't want to hey, push it. I ain't crazy. My favorite nothing. part is when it turns the chocolate into chocolate milk and I get to drink it because that's yummy. Oh, I love yummy food. It's some of my favorite food there is. I ain't got, you ain't going to get me to say nothing bad about yummy food. Well, this is Dr. Jerome Baller for Cocoa Puffs signing off. Have a good uh, one, y'all. And remember, if y'all need a therapist, check out Me Help to get Me Help Me. Me, uh, we help, uh, we help you at Me. What's that slogan? That we help you at Me Help. Me help. We help at Me Help. Me dot dot Saudi Arabia. We help me through you with Me Help. Thank you.